Welcome to the Millennial Recruiter Podcast, the podcast for forward-thinking recruiters that want to achieve success in both an ethical and sustainable way. I'm your host, Ben Shorter. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Hishim Aziz of Aziz Branding. Hishim is known for his podcast, The Recruitment Roller Coaster. And in this episode, we're going to explore all things personal brand and why it's so important to leverage your personal brand as a recruiter to build long-term success by adding value to both your candidates and your clients. I really hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for joining me today on uh, Millennial Recruiter. Really, really, really been looking forward to this interview for a while. How's it going, mate? Yeah, no, thank you uh, for inviting me on. Really appreciate it. Obviously, we've only met sort of once briefly before, haven't we, at a sort of networking event. Yeah. Um, but no, excited to join you. So thank you for the invite. No worries. It's weird. Like, even though we've only met once, I've actually been following you for quite a while. And I think it was, it was actually like uh, one of my friends uh, that pointed you out because he saw that you'd attended a Gary V uh, event. I'm a big, oh, yeah. big fan of Gary V. Same. And, and it's funny seeing your growth in the time. I think it was probably about a year and a half, two years. That I really started to, to see you pop up more and more. Whereas mm. now I, I look at you doing a, a post and you get hundreds of likes, you get a huge amount of engagement, <laughs> see all the businesses that you worked with. So from your perspective, how, what sort of made you start doing the recruitment roller coaster? The, the podcast? Yeah. So I, when I was in the recruitment industry, worked in recruitment for two and a half years, joined it. I always forget the dates, but um, let me just check because I always get this wrong and it annoys me. But I think it was two, 2016 yeah. uh, that I joined the recruitment industry. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Feb 2016 that I joined the recruitment industry. And by that point in my life, I just had a bit of a epiphany, which was the best investment I can make is in myself. Yeah, Sounds really simple, but I didn't know that before. Yeah. All I cared about was seeing my mates going out girls just all the normal stuff and basically when I realized that I just went really big into my self-development yeah. and really sort of got into mindset personal development the first book that I picked up was Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within just just really went on sort of a journey with that so yeah. when I was in the recruitment industry it was really natural for me to to have the open-mindedness to learn from other people you hear it in all the business books. If you want to get to point A, then find out who's got to point A. And Definitely. The, the point A that you want to get to. So I used to commute an hour to work and I used that time to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I, I already did that. I was a religious podcast uh, listener. And one day I got sick of listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and thought, oh, well, I'm on my way to a recruitment job. Why don't I see if there's a recruitment podcast? And when I looked for that, there were recruitment podcasts out there, but they didn't really resonate with me. It was a, it was a lot of old people talking about recruitment yeah. and obviously nothing, nothing wrong with that, but didn't really resonate with me. Yeah. And just the caveat to that is by that, this point I had actually um, started. So the, what a lot of people may not know is that the recruitment roller coaster podcast started as a blog. Yeah. So before that moment, I had already been sharing content and documenting my journey as a recruiter through my blog, which was called the Recruitment Rollercoaster. And okay. how that evolved was 
to save me time and to be a bit more smarter with the content, I was reaching out to recruiters to answer particular questions that was going to, that ended up being a guest post on my blog. Yeah. So I had already got 10, 15, 20 recruiters doing this for me, for my blog. And when I had this moment of looking for a podcast that I could listen to, that I could learn from other recruiters and didn't really find it, by that point I had already had people giving me their time already. So I thought, hang on a minute, why don't I see if recruiters are already giving me their time to see if they'd be open to having a conversation in the form of a podcast with the same sort of intention uh, with my blog. Yeah. And, and that's how I started it. So it was, it was just a complete gut instinct, yeah. if I'm honest. And when I sort of, it's, 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 I've, I've created something that I wish I had for myself. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of the times content often starts like that. It's one of the best ways to even think about designing content is thinking about what, what resonates with you. And then it ultimately what resonates with your, your audience as well. And obviously like, when you started, did you expect your podcast to have achieved what it's done? So you're on at a time of recording 154 episodes yeah. in two years. Did you expect to get to that? What, what was no. your vision for it? Okay. No, not at all. I, I mean, I started it in my bed, in my bedroom at home yeah. on a mobile phone. The, obviously the weird thing was, is that I recruited in the insurance market and I just started to build a bit of a brand from recruiters to recruiters point of view. Yeah. So if I'm honest, my intention was really simple and it still remains the same. It, the intention of the podcast was just to sort of uncover the true learnings, failures and successes from some of the best recruiters and recruitment business owners. Yeah. So if I'm honest, um, the answer is no, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And the intention has always stayed the same yeah. and it's just, it's just snowboard like, like things do. And I didn't really think about the end. I didn't think about two years from now when I started, if I'm honest, it was just, just, yeah, just, I just had this, I wanted to, I, what I was really clued up on was why I was doing it. Yeah. And I was getting a lot out of it as a recruiter. When I worked in recruitment, speaking to other recruiters, business owners, learning how they were doing it, it was helping me in my job. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, the, I mean, as sort of a year down the line or whatever, that's when I started to really think about what it could be and, yeah, yeah what it could become. But early on, I wasn't, it, what I was really, what I was really focused on was why I was doing it, which is important at the beginning because no one was listening. Yeah. No one was listening at the beginning. If you like on my, if you were to, I've got screenshots on this in the, some of the presentations I do to my clients. If you were to look at the posts I did around my sort of early 20, 30 episodes, I got no engagement. Yeah. No, no one listened. I was getting 20, 30 listens. And that's why it's important at the beginning to know why you're doing it. Yeah. And so. And it shows a lot about consistency as well. Like I was on a call yesterday with someone and we we're talking about instant gratification. So now as a young recruiter, yeah, sure. we want to get a job on, we want to make a placement. We're now also now going through like quite a difficult time for the industry. So that instant gratification isn't there. So what kept you going during those times? What kept you thinking, look, I'm not getting a huge amount of listeners, but I'm still enjoying this. What, what made, what, yeah. I mean, firstly, I was enjoying it, which yeah. helps. But what I always said to myself and what my mindset was, was if this helps one person, then I'm happy. Yeah. It's as simple as that. That, that was the internal dialogue of why I was doing it. And when I didn't get as many 
hits or whatever, I would say, well, if this helps one person, I'm pleased. Yeah. So that that's what I kept at the forefront of, of my mind early on. But I think if I'm honest, what what's really important is what I've already said is, and I say this to people when I've sat down, sat down with them to talk about helping them start their own podcast is it's like anything you ha- you need to know why you're doing it. Yeah. And yeah. So being really clear on why you're starting a podcast will help at the beginning and help that can cons- help you maintain the consistency, which is obviously important. Yeah. Do you, do you think the same applies in terms of everything, whether it's picking up the phone or, or producing content, having that key understanding of what your why is, why you're doing it, what your long-term result is? Yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> I mean, even more so in times like this, right? Yeah, definitely. definitely I mean, I'm, definitely. Finding it, I'm finding it hard, but if, you do, like anyone, if you're in a job right now and you don't know why you're doing it and you're sat, stuck, stuck at home, it's just you on your dining room table, like if you if you don't know why you're doing it and you haven't got a bit of a purpose or understand what your purpose is you're going to find it really difficult um so i think that applies all areas of your life for sure can definitely fantastic yeah no i i fully 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 agree with you i mean recruitment is an industry someone said it to me like when i first started out recruitment is not a job it's a lifestyle choice mm. and you've got to be aware of the ups and downs and be able to find something that really supports you go through that. But recruitment's also changed a lot, I suppose, certainly in the time that I've been involved. What, what sort of changes do you think you've seen over the last like four or five years in recruitment? Yeah, I mean, look, I've, just for everyone's benefit, joined the recruitment industry in 2016 and left it midway um, towards the end of 2018. So I was in the industry for two and a half years, but... Yeah. What I then did was then joined an inbound marketing agency that sold exclusively to the recruitment industry, did that for a year and a bit. And then I've had my own business for the last 10 or so months, again, working with recruiters and in, in the industry. So obviously I, I worked in terms of being in the trenches for two yeah. and a half years, but, and then the last two and a bit years has been, I've, I've been in this sort of unique position where I've, I've got my, what I my lens is the recruitment industry and I'm speaking to loads of different recruitment businesses and stuff like that so it's been interesting to see what has changed from that perspective but I guess from when I was in recruitment I think for me just a huge part of it is is definitely LinkedIn yeah I know when I sit down with a lot of people who've been in the recruitment industry way longer than I have LinkedIn was a really big change during that period but I think it's it's again sort of evolved and it's changed again I think that that has been a um, a really interesting change. Like for example, in two, I started share, I started creating videos when I was a recruiter in uh, middle to the end of 2017. Yeah, I couldn't post those videos from my platform from my profile. Yeah, that's how much we're talking 2017. <laughs> yeah, I, I I so basically what had to happen is my boss had to uh, post videos on my behalf because i couldn't post them natively yeah so i think a big part of the recruitment industry is definitely the sort of content and everything that's going on there's way more stuff like this that you're that you're starting now there's just a a lot more content and uh i'd like to think what also has been really interesting is that there's definitely been a lot more of a open mind to collaborating and sharing ideas within the industry which i think is great so i think besides that that's been really interesting and then 
I think it's been really interesting to see recruitment businesses innovate yeah. with how they deliver value. I think, yeah, um, a lot of people now don't just have, don't just think or have a contingent recruitment business. Their productization of their services, if that's going on site, if that's embedded solutions, whatever it may be, I think yeah. that's what's been really interesting as well on what how recruitment businesses have been innovating to ensure that they deliver the utmost amount of value for their clients to solve real problems. Yeah, definitely. I think it is funny seeing the insane changes in terms of delivery models now, whether that's yeah, on site consultant like consultation consultation for different projects that I've seen happen. It is a, a good industry to be in. Like, what keeps you sort of in the recruitment industry? Because obviously I know what you said, you've spent two years in the trenches, but ultimately I don't think I probably know anyone that speaks to as many different recruiters as you do. What, what keeps you going with that? I just like, I like dealing with recruiters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they're just obviously like, you, yeah, I mean, you have good times and bad times with that, as yeah. I'm sure you agree with and you've experienced. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I think I've just, a lot most of the time I really enjoy the people I'm either selling to the people I'm trying to build relationships with it's just a really cool industry to be part of and it's full of some wicked people yeah so for me it's just been the the people that you deal with and the people that you can meet that's what I've really enjoyed and what's kept me going and has kept me really engaged with it really Fantastic, fantastic. And going back to parts of what we said in terms of content and LinkedIn, what do you feel makes good content these days? It's relevant. It's got to be relevant. It's as simple as that. You don't. This is. You don't need to overcomplicate it. Hmm. Good content, in my opinion, is just content that people in your so your clients or candidates. What makes good content for your as from a recruitment recruiter perspective? Yeah what makes good content is content that makes your clients and candidates or people in your network makes them feel like that content was made for them. Yeah. Makes them feel, Oh God, Ben, the Ben, this recruiter really understands my world. He understands yeah. what's going on and in, in what he understands the headaches that I have and things like that. So it's as simple as that. It's content that's relevant. And then you can get into things like entertainment but also informative or educational or gives value or whatever but really the punchline is that it's it's made to feel relevant for the people that it's intended for yeah do, what mistakes would you see that people do in terms of content i know that mean you had a conversation about how noisy linkedin is and like now everyone's focused on putting out more content what do you think differentiates between the best content and average content or bad content I think there's quite a few different things. I think obviously the challenge for recruiters has been, and I got taught how to use link. I got taught to use LinkedIn this way, which is when you get a job post about it. So I think look, the challenge is, is that recruiters have been taught and been told to make sure that you post your jobs on LinkedIn and that's what they've been used to. So a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the fact of sort of sharing different things because yeah, they get caught in the whole LinkedIn is business and like it's not Facebook and all this sort of thing, right? So I guess in the, in the current climate today, I think for me, I think right now we're what it's the second yeah, of April. Yeah. This is what I've been speaking to some of my clients about recently is that I think there definitely is an element of coronavirus fatigue now. Yes. I think like everyone's done 
the post the post about it i mean there's definitely going to be opportunities to be reactive like when the ir35 announcement came out you could post about that straight away but everyone i think what we're what what we're now going into i'd like to think a lot of people now are coming to this stage of accepting yeah what this is if you're not accepting what the current situation is then you're you're fighting the losing battle and mentally you're going to find it really difficult yeah. which i totally understand so i think i'd like to think a lot of people right now have accepted that this is what life looks like for the next for the foreseeable future yeah so i think once so i think where I think over the last two weeks, I think it's definitely changing now, but over the last two weeks, LinkedIn has been really noisy. But what I'm finding now is that once people have done the post about coronavirus or they have done the post about working from home, this is my work from home setup. I've got two screens, look at my desk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, what now? So in terms of the, the current climate right now, I think what people are doing really great that stands out is for me, again, the punchline is always it's got to be relevant. That's what's yeah. going to make things rise to the top. However, I think there's real opportunities right now to be human, like there always is. So okay. being human about how you're finding being a parent whilst working from home, um, being human around the challenges you're finding, managing your mental well-being whilst working from home, being human about that and, and sharing how you're finding things is definitely going to cut through a lot of noise. Yeah. And then I then think... I think then, so the analogy that I gave recently on a webinar that I did is people should aim with their brand right now, they should aim to be the lighthouse of their industry. Yeah. So you want to be seen recruiting your space because this is probably what you're having to do on the phones right now. The outcomes have changed for your phone activity right now. You could get jobs on definitely, but I think it'd be quite unempathetic to just smash the phones and say, have you got any jobs? Yeah. But that would be a very human approach to to winning business so i think uh um you want to you want to the, the purpose of your brand right now should be to, to be the lighthouse of your industry and what i mean by that is you want to be seen as someone the, the go-to place where people can go to hear the challenges that other people are facing in the market hear the solutions that people are, are coming up with in the market hear about how people are adapting um be optimistic and these types of things right so i think what i'm seeing that stands out really well right now is yeah being human but and then also actively sharing positive news what's that's going on i started two people this week virtually it was the first time we did it da, da, da. or then talking about i spoke to five hiring managers this week that have had this challenge these are some of the things that i'm speaking to them about and how they're sort of trying to overcome them or offering some some great value through free video interview workshops through zoom or doing webinars whatever but i think mm actively sharing what's going on in your industry right now by sharing the challenges the solutions is, is what you should be doing right now and that's definitely rising to the top from what i can see yeah definitely definitely i mean mate you've made such a good point that was such an incredible bit of value there because recruitment's changed in my opinion in the sense of back in the 80s and 90s it was just pure sales job yeah. Whereas now I see people that are very empathetic and value driven rising to the top because they're able to be that lighthouse for our industry. That's a great analogy. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't you don't have to be a dickhead anymore. No, no exactly. <laughs> and it's and not that everyone was yeah. a dickhead back in the day, but I'm just saying, like, you don't, yeah, like you don't have to cut corners. You don't have to, you yeah, like I don't know. I think for me, I I've sat down with a lot of people now and genuinely like typically you've heard recruiters that 
obviously back in the day where people would hate to be in the room of other recruiters and things like this yeah. like I don't know I just think doing the right thing as a recruiter goes such a long way yeah yeah definitely and even though some of the people I know that were really successful in their 80s and 90s their mindset is completely spun in terms of what they do ultimately some people have always been the same some I know a lad called Ryan he's always been value driven and yeah. it's no, no wonder that he, he bills a million pound a year mm. and he's got some great clients and he's still actively recruiting in this marketplace because of all the value that he gives but now I think before people saw that you had to be a little bit sharky to succeed. that's what I mean yeah that's what I was trying to say yeah I think that's that's definitely changed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what do you think the future lies for our industry at the moment? Yeah, question. I think, again, thinking about what's going on right now, we were speaking about this on a live podcast yesterday. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the work from home piece, <laughs> yeah. how that's going to stick around. I think a lot of people that, historically have gone nah don't don't like work from home yeah. not offering it to my employers i want them in the office that's how i prefer it and that's fine but they've now had to implement a, a full workforce from home right they've been forced into that position and i think that's going to be interesting how then businesses like the flexible working piece is probably going to become a lot more of the norm yeah so that's going to be interesting i think I think the the video piece is going to be interesting. Like everyone knew that video was important in recruitment and people spoke about it. But now, I mean, I just got off a call with a business that has had a hint of you for two years and the amount that they've used it in the last week is more than they ever had in the last two years. So I think sort of using video like we are now using zoom and meeting your clients over video and these types of things is going to become way more of a norm after this, which is really interesting. And then I think, I think people are going to remember what people do during this period. Yeah. So I think, again, talking about what we're just talking about, delivering value, doing the right thing. I think if you can stick around, you can weather this storm and you're doing the utmost for your market, your industry, clients, candidates. And when we start to bounce back from this, which we will. Yeah you're going to be the people that pe- you're going to be the the recruiter or the business that they're going to remember and i think that's what's going to be really interesting i think people are going to remember that recruiter who was shoving that invoice down my throat and saying you have to pay this rather than being a human and saying look i appreciate you're in that a difficult position i'm in a difficult position let's have a conversation around making this a bit easier for both of us yeah. or they're going to remember that recruiter who was shoving that job down a candidate's throat and saying look you you need to take this job or whatever right so i think that's what's going to be interesting i think after the back of this this could flush out a lot of shit recruiters quite frankly yeah because right now and, and again this came up on a, on a previous podcast as well is going into going into this period now really and this is what some of the panelists said and it really resonated was that you've you've probably sort of already made your bed yeah. going into this like if you're a recruiter that's transactional hasn't really delivered much value for your clients and candidates and you're going into this period now and like to then build new relationships and all these types of things it's gonna be difficult yeah so what i mean by a lot of people probably already made their bed going into this period is that if you if you're a shit recruiter you don't deliver much value you're gonna get flushed out and the people that have 
taking care of their clients and candidates are going to be given the chance during this period because they're going to people they're going to be the the people that people trust and willing to give a chance or whatever right so i think that's what's going to be interesting i think the people are going to i think people are going to be remembered for what they do during this difficult period and when we bounce back of this that's going to really enable them to take huge amounts of opportunity when we bounce back from this and rise to the top even further for, for the right reasons and then secondly i think it's gonna flush out a lot of shit recruiters which is obviously a good thing definitely 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 it's going to change the market make it value focused and it's going to give opportunities to recruiters as well like i'm a weird one i started properly like i resourced for someone before the recession my but my proper first recruitment job was 2009 2010 was my best year up until i started running my business interesting because suddenly like where I was giving value, I was on site all the time. I was always speaking to clients. I was always trying to like demonstrate to them a good solution, whether that was recruitment or not. I would sort out production lines for people and say, oh, this is how to do it. This is what I see what's working in big warehouses. All of the ones that suddenly needed temporary staff, they came to me and they didn't negotiate on rates because mm. I'd given them value. I think that's the thing. Recruitment can be value orientated. I see it in a market like this where certain people will race to the bottom. Other people will be a lot more flexible in terms of payments, but still hold their value. Yeah. And by delivering value, they're more likely to then come out of this doing well. I think it's going to be an interesting marketplace for a lot mm. of us over the next couple of years. But I think you're right there. It really gives the best recruiters a chance to shine. And Definitely. chance to grow and chance to develop. So my final question to you. So if you was a, a new recruiter, you just started a, a job for a business, what would you be doing now? What would be the main bit of advice that you'd give to someone that was new to the industry? In this current market? In this current market. So they're starting there. I work like one of my clients started two people yesterday. So I'm delivering some training for them for next week. What, what now? How, they're not going to be furloughed. We're we're okay. quite lucky. It's it's funny that you say that. We was actually looking at it and whether they could be furloughed before actually starting the role. We're not sure because they technically didn't start until the furlough had happened. Yeah, yeah fair off, offer letters went out beforehand. So at the moment we're, we're debating what to do, but ultimately we thought screw it we're just going to go full steam ahead we've got the money to pay them both for the next okay. three months so so i think yeah so okay so if you're if you're a new recruiter on that right now in this market there, there probably is a good chance that you might be furloughed yeah. so let me just so this has come up quite a lot firstly don't if you have if you're listening to this and you have been furloughed don't view that as a negative hopefully mm. it's been communicated in the right way within your business so for me, this has come up a lot and I think it's just the perfect analogy is if you're in that position, you want to remain match fit. Yeah. So as in you want to make sure that you're developing yourself, listen to podcasts like this, reading, whatever it may be, learning, video learning, like there's loads of cool people that are delivering some great um, online courses online and things like that. So I think firstly, if you're, if you're right now, yeah, being in that position where you have been furloughed because you're early on in your recruitment career, and you work for a business that are just trying to survive, which I, I totally appreciate, yeah. then you want to remain match fit. So my then piece of advice with, uh, if you're obviously yeah, now actively recruiting, is, is probably still very similar, is that I would use this time 
to really make sure that you're upskilling yourself. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be hard because if you're new, you're not going to have the relationships like other recruiters are. You've got the experience. So that's, that is, that is a genuine challenge, which I totally appreciate. So I think what's coming up for me is to just use this time to really double down on yourself, upskill yourself, develop yourself, and then wherever possible, speak to people in the market. I think people haven't right now are very accessible. So I think my advice would be to try and have as many conversations as possible with candidates or clients and just, just trying to help where you can. But just have as many conversations as you can as possible to try and, again, upskill yourself by learning from people in the market. They're very accessible right now. So if you could have five, ten conversations a day, then and there's a lot that you can learn there. So I think for me, it's going to be very difficult to it's going to be even more difficult to pull that job from that, from that client call that typically you might be expected to do early on in your recruitment career or register that candidate, get them exclusive or whatever. Just, yeah, use it, use it, use this time now to really develop yourself and try and speak to as many people as possible, learn about your industry and connect with people. So, uh, yeah, I'd really focus on trying to build relationships because unfortunately you haven't got relationships to lean on to try and, get cash in the bank that's going to be extremely difficult for new recruiters as yeah no beating around the bush there there's that's going to be really difficult however what i would say and this is what came up on the again one of the podcasts which i thought was really interesting one of the questions uh came from the audience which was i've been i've been working at a recruitment industry a recruitment agency for three or so months recently been furloughed like what should I be spending my time doing? Yeah. And I sort of made the off off the cuff comment of um, feel for that person. Probably really like haven't been given the best cards to to start their recruitment career in this market. And one of the panelists really pushed me back on it, which I'm really pleased I did, and said, "Well, actually, I'd probably disagree and say that starting in this current market right now is probably the best market you can start in." Because back to what we were saying is that right now, the people that are going to rise to the top are going to be value driven and are going to be value first, are going to be, yeah, build real relationships and trying to do the right thing because that's what you're going to have to do right now in this period. So I think at the same time, just to sort of tie that together is that if you are feeling bloody hour, this, this isn't, I've really had been unlucky here, try and view it as a positive because trust me, it will hopefully cultivate great habits which will only help when the market picks up. Mate, that's such a great, great, great answer there. Because I, I think, I, I agree. I think when you learn to recruit in a recession or in a difficult marketplace, it just teaches you so many positive skills. And that's, you're right. I think people can see now as a real opportunity to upskill themselves. Like in terms of, the guys that we've got, we're not furloughing them, but we've got good expectations in terms of what we expect them to do. And it, most of it is upskilling. We're not necessarily expecting someone to sit on the phone and speak to 30 candidates a day or 20 candidates a day or anything like that. We're expecting them to really just understand the marketplace that they recruit in, go yeah, and exactly. research it, go and research different jobs, go and interview candidates. And the, the biggest thing you said there is people are more accessible now than they've ever been. There yeah. have been people that me and my South person spent months trying to get hold of and suddenly they'll jump on the call with us right away. Exactly. 
I think it is, yeah, a funny old, funny old time. Obviously, like at the beginning of this, we mentioned Gary V. You mentioned Tony Robbins, and like, if you've not been to Unleash the Power, like, it is a really, yeah. really, really good. Have you been to it yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I went. I went for the first time uh, uh, last year. It's yeah, it awesome. Wonderful experience, isn't it? Yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his energy and how he can what he can do with ten thousand plus people in the room is. Um, quite special definitely what, what other recommendations would you give in terms of people to look at yeah good question so the things that come up for me that have had a real impact on my life are uh, power of now Eckhart Tolle yeah that had a huge impact on me on just really understanding the power and importance of remaining present the the other person that comes to mind is uh, Seth Godin He's, he's written some amazing books. One book that had a real impact on me was called Lynchpin, which was all about becoming indispensable within the business you work for, yeah. which is really powerful and, and uh, a great book. Um, yeah, Tony Robbins, without a doubt. Gary Vee, for sure. And then I think the, the people that I listen to in terms of podcasts and stuff, the, the the only other podcasts that I always tend to listen to because I have good guests are uh, Impact Theory by Tom Bayou and then uh, Brian Rose, uh, London Real. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. If you were to look at my podcasts and things like that, I I I like it's definitely good to read fiction and things like that. But I don't know. I just always want to be reading stuff about developing myself, <laughs> if I'm honest. So they're the, they're the things that that come up for me. No, I really resonate with everything you said there. I remember when I was in IT recruitment, half of my commission was spent on stupid shit going out and the other half was on NLP courses, Tony Robbins, all of that. And I think it, personal growth and personal development are really important in times like this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. look, I think you, ha you have to, for me, you have to be working on yourself. Yeah. I think... And yeah, don't underestimate the the power in that and the importance of that. And as you said, yeah, even in more times like like this today, if you're someone that has worked on their their mindset, their their mental well being or whatever, you're going to be a lot more equipped to deal with difficult times like this. So and yeah, for anyone anyone listening that are early on in their recruitment career or in recruitment, I've sat down with a lot of people right now now we're on the podcast and. The, the the biggest difference between a, a, a good biller compared to an exceptional biller, it always comes down to mindset. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think if you're listening to this right now, great, but continue to develop yourself, continue to invest money in yourself. I love the fact that you spent X of your commission on developing yourself and that's wicked. And I think that's, and I think I'm seeing a lot of recruitment businesses now know how important that is. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things actually that I've noticed, which is really great is that I spoke to loads of recruitment businesses over the last couple of months who have now implemented personal development budgets. Yeah. So important for you to be someone that's taken an active interest in your own development. And trust me, it will, benefit you professionally but also personally in your other relationships with your friends family girlfriends wife whatever um don't underestimate that and it's really important definitely definitely i think life now particularly with everything that's going on people will look at that lifestyle balance moving forward but ultimately if you find enjoyment in all of the different things that you do you can accomplish more yeah for sure
Hisham, look, thank you so much for this interview. You've been absolutely phenomenal, mate. You've given so much value. For everyone that's listening, make sure you check out Hisham Aziz with Aziz Branding and check out his podcast, The Recruitment Rollercoaster. Like, there's so many phenomenal guests that give so much value in what they feel good looks like, whether it's how to build a business or how to be a top performer. Make sure you all check them out. Hisham, thank you so much, mate. Thanks for the opportunity. Really enjoyed it. Cool, cool, cool.